join me in prayer. Father, we stand humble that you would die for us. God, that you would send your son, Jesus, to walk among us, to teach us, to show us who you are and what you are, to reveal your heart. And Lord, to buy us with his blood out of the bondage of this world. Remove a barrier that we created by our sin. Lord, for each person here, let us search ourselves. Search our hearts and our minds as you search our hearts and our minds. Show us anything that's offensive to you. For those who don't know you, thank you that you lead them to you and to the cross of Christ. We pray in his name. Amen. Hello. 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 Um, well, hello, everybody. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. I My forgot name. to say that. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> now I have to start all over again. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Dion. I just want to thank all of you guys for joining us this weekend um, and celebrating Easter with us. Um, we did get two questions on the text phone, so we're going to start there. One might be a comment. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first question when Jesus rose after his death, was his body a spirit or his own body? Neither. Okay. Do tell, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. Jesus received a glorified body. Uh, his resurrection body, he was able to walk through walls. It obviously wasn't physical. But it was not that, as you look in the book of Revelation, this or on... Uh, as, as he was transformed on the Mount of Transfiguration, he shined and it was in glory and he re regained his heavenly glory at that time. That isn't what he walked around at earth in. He, he walked around earth with a, with, a, with a resurrection body that was certainly not like what we have. I, I suspect it might be something like what we're all going to look like when Christ comes back during the millennial reign. But I didn't get the blueprints. Uh, but what I do know is it's not the glorified final product of Jesus and who he is, uh, but it certainly wasn't his body here on earth. Very important, though. This glorified body still had the scars. Reminder to me. Reminder to all of us. So I don't know if that answered it. but Okay. Yeah. No, that is very cool. Okay. So the second one actually is kind of a, it's a bank of questions. Um, <laughs> The first one's probably the easier one. The names of the video. I'm assuming the videos um, before and after. The first one is Empty Grave by Zach Williams. Yep. The last one we just saw, a beautiful name is um, Brooke. I can't pronounce oh, Brooke's last name. I love Brooke. Uh, she's, I listened to some of her teachings. She's running her own church in California. Not yeah. she isn't, but her if family. You, I mean, if you go on YouTube and just look up what a beautiful name it is, her first name is Brooke, and you'll be able to find that. So It's Lightenbrooker. What? I'm sorry? Lightenbrooker is her last name, something Light like that. <laughs> okay. Um, second part, if we are a new creation, why are we still attracted to some of the old sins? Good question. <laughs> the, again, first off, yeah, of course, we, we're two parts. Galatians 5 will tell us it's a war against the spirit and the flesh. I still have a body that likes chocolate ice cream in ways that you can't even imagine. And... Uh, <laughs> There's, there's certain things that just we want to indulge. There's natural instincts inside of us and things like that. Those desires are there. Uh, there's still a desire for control. 
There's still a desire for selfishness. There's still a desire for all of those things inside of me. So the verse actually says that the, the spirit wars against the flesh. God's Holy Spirit in me wars against the flesh that is also in me. And it, it, it is that battle that keeps me from doing what I want to do. And this is ongoing, and this is a reality for everybody, that there is still a fallen desire inside of ourselves. Uh, and often it, you know, it springs out when someone cuts us off in traffic or someone says something to us. So uh, that spirit, the dual spirit, uh, is still in us. When, when Christ comes back, we'll get a new creation without the flesh uh, in there. So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is just part of reality. It's kind of unfortunate because I thought all that was going to go away. Well, for you, it did. My surprise, no. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so last night in the movie, and this is something that um, if people have read the account of the crucifixion, we've seen the movies, it says that Jesus was given sour wine yep. before he died. Um, what did, Was there symbolic? Was that any kind of a symbolism? What was the point of that? No. Other than it was predicted in the Old Testament, the, the, the wine mm -hmm. touched his lips. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So. But wasn't wasn't that part of, in the culture that was something that they gave him to to kind of almost like uh, almost as a um, painkiller type of thing? They actually offered it to Wine when you were going pain. to be crucified. They would offer you a a numbing mm -hmm. thing, and it says he he refused that. Right. Okay. He want, would. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of. I'm going to tug at that thread a little bit. Is the fulfillment obviously for part of that? But is it, is it possible? That that when he took communion with his um, disciples just before, he said he would yeah. not partake of wine, wine. until he came. So w yeah. it, was it like a dual thing? Could be. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I, you know, that's a good... I, I'll ask him. Okay. When I see him. Okay. I'll, um, I'll yell back. And hey, you, you know. don't get to go anytime soon like uh, to ask him that. But when you do, um, any thoughts on what may have happened to the crown of thorns? Do you think no. somebody... No. No. Okay. No. Again, and that... Yeah, I won't even go there. There's so many relics. There's been enough wood sold as parts of the cross, mm -hmm. you know, to build 10 houses or something like mm -hmm. that, you know. Yeah. Um, one real quick thing on the, on the last one, and then we'll, we'll see if anybody here has a question. On the um, part of the prophecy fulfillment... Um, the two thieves that hung one on either side yeah. of Jesus, their legs were broken. Yes. Jesus' Jesus's legs were not. Right. What's the point of that? Well, the prophecy in the Old Testament said none of his bones would be broken. So what they did was they wanted to ascertain his death. They said, well, he's dead. Uh, by the way, why they break their legs is that when you're being crucified, you have to push yourself up to breathe. Because you're hanging in a position, everything is collapsing down, and you can't breathe unless you push yourself up. So as soon as they break their legs, they can no longer push themselves up. So all oxygen is cut off to them, and that expedites the death because the next day was a holy day. They didn't want them on the cross that long. As far as Jesus, when they came to him, and, and even more affirmation is that when they had the spear go up inside of him, it punctured his, his inner being, and we, he got, we got blood and water mm -hmm. separated, which is a certainty of death. Mm -hmm. And Romans were kind of good at that, so they knew he was dead. Right. right. Okay. Anybody here tonight have a question? Over yes, there? Tyler. Yes. I mean, every sin is paid for by Christ. 
So that the answer is yes. If and again, that whole that un, it doesn't make any difference if we're trying not to sin or we're just saying ah oh well sin sin, sin is still a tear in the fabric of God, and it has to be paid for, uh, and it can only be paid for by blood, and so he can be just and justifier. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes, Mr. Ronnie. <sighs> Let me, can I repeat the question really quick yeah, for our please. online audience? The, the, the events leading up to the crucifixion, um, just the torture. being the torture, being whipped, having to carry the cross was enough to kill somebody. Yeah. So how did Jesus stay alive that long? Was it supernatural? You know, this is really sad and sick. A good, maybe a couple of good ideas is if you read the book Tortured for Christ and listen to what they put those people through, the martyrs go through as they're, as they're killing them for how many days and torture and things like that. The, the Indians in the United States, they used to have a hut in the middle of when they ever captured an enemy. Their goal was to torture them for days and just to the point of death and let them, and then torture them again. Uh, we're a sick group of critters. Uh, sorry, no offense to current company. But was there a supernatural? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think Jesus Christ was heading for the cross, and he wasn't letting anything, including falling down and the beating and everything else. He was going. That's why he came. That's where he's going. And did God, well, either way, I don't know. It doesn't matter. He got there. Okay, we have one final question in the back. I see a little tiny arm going up. Go ahead, Jace, ask your question. Was he, did he come back to life on the cross or in the tomb? Is that what you're asking? He came in the tomb. He, he came back to life in the tomb. He was, there's this great quote in the book, The Radical Cross, by the way, and we have extra copies. If you have not, I forgot. If you have not read The Radical Cross, we have extra copies that I strongly encourage you to read. But no, it's in the, in the tomb where he came back to life. 